Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Chandler Stevenson redeems himself by scoring the overtime winner as VGK goes ahead in the Western Conference Finals Series, two games to one. Can VGK's magical run continue as the series now shifts to Dallas? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas. It is a very special day around here. It is episode number 600. That's right, 600 of Lockdown Golden Knights. I wish we had some well, Saturday confetti. was five ninety nine. Yeah, I, thought, I wish okay. we had some confetti to throw around this joint. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Remember that time and like asbestos fell from my ceiling that one show. Remember that had something like trickle down. Uh, yeah. You could follow us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G on YouTube Lockdown Golden Knights and please subscribe there. And we are brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Chris, I'll tell you what, uh, for me to say this, it says a lot, but VGK is really starting to feel like a cup team, okay? Uh, they're pulling out games miraculously, uh, like the first two WCF games, uh, late game heroics uh, we saw yesterday, Jonathan Marcheseau. He didn't even have a shot on goal to about the eight-and-a-half-minute mark of the game on Sunday. He just was a disappearing act for a while. He scores the equalizer at 222 uh, left uh, to send the game into overtime. And then Chandler Stevenson, who had gone to the penalty box twice. The second one was an absolute bonehead, uh, Keegan Colasar type of a penalty. Uh, he comes back with the redemption goal. The redemption goal with just a minute 12 into OT, the 3-2 to two VGK win. The Golden Knights team is playing now like a team, oh, I hate to say this, like a team of destiny. I mean, how much How much do you feel game two with that winner uh, meant to Stevenson? And now this team has a ton of momentum in this series. They're creating their own luck right now. Um, there's a lot of ways to spin this. First of all, yeah, Stevenson took a very poor penalty. And I really liked Cassidy's comments about that. He basically said him and Stevenson had a talk and, you know, you got to leave your ego. I forgot the exact terminology, but, you know, check your ego at the door, that type of thing, leave it behind, leave your ego out of it and win a hockey game, uh, you know, take your receipts, right. And, uh, you know, take a number and deal with it in the regular season, you know, that sort of thing. And, there was definitely a shift in momentum in the third period. They didn't come out as hot and heavy as they should have in the third, but it was definitely a lot better than what they did in the first and second period. And, you know, back to the team of destiny here. Um, yeah. I mean, we were talking about this last night in some text. I mean, my quote to you, Tony was this team has a God's honest chance at lifting the cup right now. And not just because they're one of the final, you know, four teams left, not because they're up 2-0, but it definitely has that feeling. And of course, Florida or possibly Carolina and still Dallas will have something to say about that. We will see a push from the Dallas stars, this series. Um, 
back to where I was going with that, though, you know, this is like what happened in the first series, right? I called after the first game against Edmonton. Edmonton gave us, it, it was close to a peak performance, and a lot of Oiler fans, uh, you know, trashed me for this take at first, and obviously it panned out, but after game one of the Edmonton series, I said that was as close to a peak performance as they're going to get, whereas the Vegas Golden Knights only have more to offer, and we saw that in that series. After game one, that was pretty close to a peak performance from the Dallas Stars, and VGK had a good game in game one, but they still had room to go. Game two, VGK took a step back, Dallas took a step forward, and VGK still found a way. So I think there is a large talent gap between these two teams, as I said uh, on also Monday's today's show with uh, Gil locked on NHL, which is already out there. And I'll say it here, there's a big talent gap between the two teams. And if Vegas can find a way to, uh, you know, take one of these next two against Dallas, this thing is toast. It's done. I could not believe how deflated VGK was after that second penalty. Just the demeanor, again, the body language of VGK after that penalty I mean, there was a lot of disappointment, and I bet you a lot of guys were ragging on Stevenson. Would not be surprised nah. there between periods. Nah. I'm telling you, they just they just were down on him. I'm I just again, it's a veteran move, and these you expect it from someone like maybe a Keegan Colasar who hasn't been in that spotlight before. But guys like Petrangelo, uh, well, Eichel's never been there before either. You know, this deep. Uh, you know, and then Stevenson, the game winner by Stevenson. This is the second time in the playoffs that a team gets caught in a line change. I, I mean, everything just seems to be going the right way. Um, Theodore, again, with the uh, the shot, the rebound uh, put in by Stevenson. It was four on three after a turnover. Uh, yesterday by Dallas. It, it's Everything just seems to be falling into place. This is stuff you see. Yes, you make your own breaks, but this is like what you see out of championship teams. I think you complimented the Golden Knights in there, right? Allegedly. Okay, fair enough. No, I, honestly, I was trying to see, because I was, I was wondering where you were going to go, because we actually did talk about the show in advance, folks, and I was ready to kind of be a bit combative with Tony if he basically said the Golden Knights are simply getting lucky right now and to get this point, but you're not framing it like that, so I'm, my, my guard is down a little bit now, so that, that's a good thing. Um, well, remember, remember, though, a few weeks ago, I did say, I'm starting to believe that this team could win it all. I did say that. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And we're we're on the same page right now. And again, we're not getting I mean, maybe I'm getting a little too far ahead, but Dallas is going to give us a push right now. And then if we are fortunate enough to advance to the cup, obviously, Florida or Carolina is not going to be an easy out by any means, especially with what Florida is doing right now. And Matt Kachuk, we're going to have to have uh, some up our sleeve for him, but we'll deal with that hopefully uh, next week about this time. But, you know, VGK is putting themselves in spots to succeed. And, you know, why are the Stars doing that line change at that point of the game? Only God knows what Pete DeBoer or whoever the player was was thinking in that circumstance, or they weren't thinking. Um, You know, Pete DeBoer, let's kind of talk for a second here. I felt after game one that DeBoer was going to be calm, collected, not necessarily, and maybe we'll talk about this in 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 our next segment about Cassidy, but, you know, hey, we were close in that one, guys. All we got to do is have that same type of effort. We'll get them in game two, right? Well, Dallas had a good game. They had a much better game. I think uh, one of the things Dallas really wanted to do was set the physical tone in this one. And VGK had a response for it. They laid some hits of their own. But Dallas certainly 
tried to muddy things up by being more physical, but you didn't see a big change in their game plan. Maybe it was more of a lack of execution by Vegas versus it not being a big adjustment by Pete DeBoer. And I think the same thing is going to happen games three and four in Dallas. You know, they're close in this series, at least on paper. Both games went to overtime. Let's not forget that. VGK could be down 0-2 just as easily as they are up 0-2 right now. But I also think that's playing in the favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't think DeBoer is going to shake up the lines. He's not going to do anything with his goaltender. I mean, Ottinger, that's a whole other segment in itself right there. Um, Ottinger does not look the part right now. Um, he looked really out of sorts in the overtime goal with Brett Howden. Basically fell on his on his butt and knocked the puck in the nets. And then uh, that was a bad rebound that, uh, you know, Shea Theodore, credit Theodore for putting the shot in a good place to get that rebound. But again, you know, Ottinger needs a little better rebound control. And Aiden Hill at $2.1 million is out dueling Jake Ottinger, who, you know, is 10? absolutely. Uh, is it, I think you know, it's about 10 No, I, I don't know. No. Bobrowski is 10 million. Ottinger. Oh, Bras- yeah, Bobrowski is. That was my comparison last night. Yeah, so yeah. That, was my, that was my hashtag McCrimmel plan quote about, about the difference in goalies. And the money saved. Okay. Uh, you spoke about hits. None bigger than Stone on Robertson. Whoa, what a hit. I did not see that one coming. Did not. And it was to the shoulder area. Stone can hit. Stone can hit. Don't get Blind side. That's his best hit, though, in a while. That really is. For the longest time on this show. McNabb had a real nice one, too. We felt that Jack Eichel had no teammate that could handle his passes, right? And Eichel had a couple of big plays down the stretch. The one where he takes it pretty much coast to coast and he puts a shot on net there from the right side. That was was a a fantastic, man, that was fantastic where he just, because the team needed some life at that point. He just missed the shelf on that. He just missed hitting the shelf on that shot. And so the couple of uh, key plays down two to one and uh, rushes the net. Number one forces the save by Ottinger gets his attention, if you will. And then, of course, the Golden Knights, uh, the second big play, the backhanded assist off of the uh, the turnover by Ryan Suter. Suter waited like <laughs> 1,700 games to get to a conference final, and he comes up with that stupid turnover. He's but getting crushed Jack- on the Dallas Stars Twitter feed right well, now. Of course, He's I don't, yeah, crushed. he should, as he should, as he should. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, can't understand why players just don't chip the puck down the ice. Instead, they they mess around with the puck. We've seen teams put the puck in front of their own net. I, I don't know what's going on in hockey, but again, the leveler and Marcheseau from the slot, that pass was about as good as it gets. really was. Uh, listen, Eichel is the leader, and um, it was talked about in the postgame. You know, Eichel was pushing to make a difference, but he was doing it responsibly. He was still chipping the puck when he needed to. He was still getting the puck deep when nothing was there, but Eichel took it to himself. So the Dallas Stars, they didn't go into a prevent necessarily, but they did start having their defensemen back off of the blue line. Um, I put a tweet out there somewhere in the third period about the Dallas Stars defense is playing back right now. Vegas has to be willing to, you know, kind of chip and chase and have their forecheck get something going, which ultimately, uh, you know, is what probably led to that suitor turnover. And their forecheck all of a sudden, their forecheck has been good, right? You definitely noticed it in the Edmonton series, and it's gone to a new level in this series right now. And But they haven't been that tough on the forecheck 
the rest of the season. Maybe this is the big adjustment we've kind of been talking about. So the Cassidy plan on the defensive side, right? Limit the chances through the neutral zone. Limit those odd man rushes. Stars didn't have a whole lot of odd man rushes in that game yesterday now that I think Mm -hmm. about it. But when you send the players in for that relentless forecheck, that year, that season one forecheck that William Carlson and Riley Smith were very known for, you start taking risks in the neutral zone. And if they can get in there and muddy things up so that, so the stars and going back to the Oilers can't make that first clean breakout pass, it disrupts everything right now. So again, this is where we have to give a ton of credit to coach Cassidy for maybe this is the the big under you know the radar type of adjustment that this team is making in the playoffs right now. He's not doing a whole lot else with lines and stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about that in our second segment, of course. But you don't see a whole lot of line shifting happening right now. You don't see panic happening. I mean, it doesn't mean they need to panic, but there's no panic happening. He's showing some emotion on the bench right now. He's he's feeling this right now as the fans are. Uh, the arena was, you know, pretty dead. And then when Mark so scored that goal, T-Mobile came to life. That's the loudest I've heard that arena all season. It's it's exciting right now. It really is. BGK, which is 10 shots on goal through the first <laughs> couple of periods. And then they had eight in the third. And as you said, they suddenly came to life. But again, I think you need to credit uh, the play of Jack Eichel there. The eighth comeback win for VGK. Uh, here in this postseason, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, a big stat going into that game, uh, Dallas was a team that was 5-0 and after a loss in the playoffs. Ottinger, 22-1-3, 1.97, save percentage, and they had won 11 straight after losses. So this is a resilient team. This would have been a much different series if Dallas could have held on this sort of been I, I said it I mean series. yeah the the stakes were huge especially once this game got to overtime the difference and I'm sure there's stats out there I think I don't know if we're in the 74 percent category what the number is to advance right now but it doesn't matter because we got to get there first but the difference of 2-0 playing on house money for two road games versus basically losing home ice advantage although we'll, we'll talk about that probably in segment three of course um, but the difference of losing home ice advantage and having a 2-0 lead, I mean, this is why a seven-game series is like the most perfect and pure way to determine a better team, right? Because it's seven games. Even when your team is up 3-1, to one, there's still a chance. Like 3-0 is the only time you're going to throw it out and say, all right, this probably, maybe this one's really done. But, you know, when you're up 3-1, all of a sudden you're only, you know, one game winning from possibly forcing a game seven and and stuff like that. So, I mean, you have two teams that have had two razor thin games as far as a scoreboard goes. And um, this is this is fun right now. It's exciting. And let's see if uh, hopefully uh, we get one in Dallas. But if we uh, if we're fortunate enough to uh, have a handshake line on Thursday night, I'm not I'm not I'm not mad if that happens. He's not. You talked about DeBoer. He's not Peter DeBoering. He's Peter DeSalty. He's so salty. Emily Kaplan, the exchanges have just been terrific. She goes to the bench. VGK just scores the goal, the stone goal on the five on three. And he's like, the first penalty, I didn't like. The second one, that was definitely a penalty. Well, what didn't you like about the first call? It wasn't a penalty. And then he just like walks away. (laughs) 
he, he actually had a pretty funny quote about the start time. So he said they're starting games at nine o'clock central time right now. But and then they're starting. They're having a noon matinee in Vegas in a city where no one wakes up before two o'clock. So, yeah, but, I, I but he also was pretty funny. He also was getting coffee at the hotel and the EDC ravers were just getting back from the festival. So they were like swarming there at the Starbucks. But no, it's been he's been a little bit different. He's starting. You could feel the chippiness. Uh, Jason Robertson did have the power play goal. Um, and then uh, Mira. He's got Hiskinen. some confidence right now. We don't like that. We don't like a that. nice, nice assist there by Shea Theodore. How does Theodore of all the people, how does he get the Elvis uh, get up? How, how does he win that? They gave him the Elvis thing after the game. Well, guess who Vegas Bjorn gave it to him. Well, I he, mean, he thought that he scored. He thought that he scored a goal. Shea Theodore. A goal. Well, it went off of him. He scored a goal in the game. So Shea Theodore has been different since he missed a game in he missed game five against Winnipeg, whatever that injury was that he suffered, he's been a bit different and he was slow to the bench in game one. I noted uh, he had a real hard time getting over the board. So we're giving him a lot of crap. Um, you know, is it, is it necessary? Is it earned crap that we're giving him? Maybe we're being a little tough on him. His girl for her, her, her Instagram post. No, she gets everything she gets. I'm sick of her still for that nonsense, but Shea Theodore is playing through something right now. You're also starting to see flashes of the vintage Shea Theodore. He's starting to carry the puck a little bit better, but he is still being a little careless around the blue line with the puck too. So hopefully whatever he's playing through is getting better because we're going to need everything to close this series out. And that includes Shea Theodore. And, you know, credit him. He did have a big assist, obviously, on the game winner. And credit the Dallas Stars for a wonderful line change. And uh, maybe give uh, give Pete DeBoer, whoever the coach was, an assist on that one. Uh, coming up next, Chris was so frustrated, as were fans and players yesterday at one point in the second and most of the third. Chris, it's okay. You're a fan. You're allowed to have emotions. Isn't that frustrated? He was ready to criticize Bruce Cassidy. Yep, if VGK did win. That's true. We're going to talk about that when we return next, right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Forget planning for months in advance. Be like myself and Chris. Go to the Game Time app if you're looking for deals on tickets right up until the day of the event, up until the opening face-off, if you will. You can get all these exclusive flash deals for everything from hockey to football to basketball concerts and much, much more. The game time guarantee means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketed app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats right before you go to the game. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Just snag the tickets without the stress on game time. Download the game time app today. Create an account. Use the code LOCKDOWNNHL. You get $20 off of your first purchase. Term supply. Again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights, show number 600 from Las Vegas. Myself and Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can find us, of course, on Twitter. Twitter at TD Chris G. Confetti, yeah. Wow, the rally towel. Already. Celebration for show 600. That's my celebration. That's awesome. We were supposed to do something special. Like, I don't know. 
maybe have some cider this early in the day. Uh, and of course, follow us on the now YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. What was this thing yesterday? You and Gil, would you rip me? Did you rip me? <laughs> yep. What did you say? What did you say? Come on, man. <laughs> it was just at the end of the show. Um, he Gil asked uh, where where the show could be followed, where they can find me and you. So I did the the carbon copy about every, anywhere you find your podcast, YouTube, blah 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 blah. Find me at TD Chris G. And then I started rattling off your your social, and I forgot what it was off the top of my head. I said, I just just follow me. I'll get you to Tony, but don't worry about Tony. He'll drive you nuts anyway. And then Gil was kind of smiling, like Gil, don't don't deny it, Gil. Like don't deny it. But Gil wouldn't take the bait. He just kind of smiled and laughed it off. But uh, I, I got one in on you. I got one. It was a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. So you felt that Bruce Cassidy should have perhaps juggled some lines when VGK was not responding. Uh, second period, they got outscored in the second period, one to nothing. It's twenty to six now. The yeah, that cost me fifty bucks. <laughs> oh, you took. <laughs> <laughs> you took the line in the second i mean they I never did. lose they never I lose did. a period in period yeah, that two. was my bad that was my bad <laughs> so up until the point where they scored the goal you know 222 uh remaining in regulation what changes did you want to see anything um 10 shots on goal in two periods doesn't get it done in the in the preseason doesn't get it done in the regular season doesn't get it done in the postseason and it's not like it was 10 shots and, but there was like a lot of shots that, you know, we had a you know a couple off the post, a couple two on rushes where they were missing that. It wasn't anything like that. It was boring hockey. It was, you know, outside of the five on three goal, there was no pressure at all. And you just wonder if this would have been the perfect spot for Cassidy to, you know, put a power line together, you know, Eichel, Stone, Marcheseau, whatever. I mean, you know, just juggle it up a little bit, put the misfits back together as one for the shit, you know, whatever, whatever they, he could consider doing to get that spark. And you're watching the game and they start, like I said, they started finding their game in the third, but I wondered if it was going to be too late, if there was going to be enough time left to, you know, get that, that tying goal. And this would have been the first time I would have said, you know, Hey, Cassidy might've not lost the game for us, but you know, Cassidy could have approached uh, the third period a bit differently to get a jump out of this team. But, you know, Cassidy saw something that he liked and credit Cassidy for sticking with it to the end. And of course, uh, you know, your most important player on this team, as far as on the offensive side, comes through on the primary assist with his primary line mate from the entire series. And boom, all of a sudden uh, we got we go to overtime and uh in Vegas form, they make it nice and quick so we can get out of there nice and fast, 75 seconds or something like that. So, yeah, this would have been the first time I would have given Cassidy a little bit of crow for this one. And um, I would have been curious to ask, you know, and even if, if I would have been downstairs for the game, I would have been curious to ask what his perspective was. You know, what did he see specifically that wanted, you know, that led to him keeping the lines together? And real quickly, this goes back to the regular season. Uh, we had that game against Seattle, right? Vegas falls behind 0-2 real fast. Cassidy sits like half the forwards, including Marcheseau. Paul Cotter ends up on line one or something like that. The game gets level. New game. Cassidy goes back to the lines, and Vegas loses the game in you know not a, not competitive fashion whatsoever. So the very next night, they got the back-to-back. Uh, the Canucks are in town that Saturday night, I believe. He goes back to the lines, and the Canucks just – just crushed us that game. It wasn't competitive at all. He kept the lines together. So that was what I was seeing in my head. That's literally the only time I had any concern about what Cassidy 
was doing with this team. We've talked about the goalies, you know, Aiden Hill all in early on and all that. That ship has sailed, obviously. So, listen, Cassidy, uh, Cassidy knows what, what's going on. He's got the pulse of the team, and uh, he's two games away from uh, going to his second Stanley Cup, I believe. The Golden Knights becoming just the fourth team in NHL history to score the opening two minutes of overtime in consecutive playoff games. So, thankfully, they got – I'm not – they need to do something about overtime. I, I can't see these four overtime games. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want the games to end. Stop I don't know if it's a shootout, but no, stop. Okay, it. if we're gonna do this, then play Let's traditional play. overtime hockey during the course of the season. Don't change the rules for the postseason. Okay. One well, they've way done the this. They've done this the entire. I mean, this is how hockey has been. The only change that they've made in the overtime was was eliminating the ties, you know, for the shootout and stuff like that. Um, they were talking about this on the NHL network, and there are a few people that do agree with your perspective, Tony, about, you know, eliminating these long games and stuff like that. But these are all these are also iconic moments, right? You know, what, they have a six-overtime game in the bubble or something like that. I think it was Tampa and someone else. Um, you know, these are games that you remember where you were. I can tell you where I was in the second overtime when Andrew Shaw of the Chicago Blackhawks Headbutted the game-winning goal that wound up getting called back because apparently you can't headbutt the ball. Head headbutt the puck in hockey, but the Blackhawks end up winning. That's that anyway. It was, I believe that was against the Bruins of all teams in um, their 2013 run or something like that. So you know these games are few and far between where it actually goes a long, 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 long time. And when it does, it's exciting. It's good for the game. People talk about it. I mean, if you're on the West Coast, it's great. If you're on the East Coast, it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, all four of the conference final games have gone into OT, which is 19 periods to settle four games so far. Wow. 19 periods have been needed. Hey, did you notice that VGK tried the carom play? This is a set play. They tried it twice yesterday. The first one, early on, Petrangelo to Carlson, very early in the game. And he got, oh, no, he didn't put a shot on goal. It went right across the crease. Remember that? The you're talking like behind. You're talking like the from behind door. the net, like the passes. Yeah, the Karam play. Yeah. That is a set play. That is a set play. They oh, now you believe goals. it's a set play. I thought Zach Whitecloud got, I thought it was a lucky goal. No, no, day, well, it was, it was a fluky play. Yes, of course. If it wasn't Carlson. You wouldn't call it fluky, Tony. You stop it. You're absolutely correct there. But, <laughs> but they also tried it again with March or so. They tried it with March or so. And he got squeezed there right uh, on the side of the net by Colin Miller. Colin Miller did a really good job on March. So you have to admit, yeah, of course, you don't hear yeah. them, you know, singing the praises of Miller at the very start of their press conference. Send them home. So did you just put that jersey up or has that been up? I, I did some redecorating. Yeah. When you when I asked you to go at 615, you said you're still asleep and I had some time to kill. So <laughs> I got my iconic green thanks jersey for that narcan- apparently thanks for caused all sorts of problem. And yeah. Okay, uh, coming up next, VGK takes this show on the road. We ought to take our show on the road to Dallas, too. A uh, couple of games coming up. Was Sunday's loss a dagger for Dallas? Uh, VGK now with a lot of momentum. Talk about that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Don't forget, we will be back in our Friday Time slot again with WTF, what the Friday. That's always fun. And we lost lost a little bit of momentum by putting it on Thursday last week, but we did the crossover course with our good friend, Dane Lewis. 
Okay, we are losing the Twitter battle, but VGK is winning the war. We put out okay. the challenge, right, with the Dallas Stars. Those folks spend a lot of time on the keyboards, I guess, because they're beating us now. They were just up by just a handful of uh, Twitter followers, so I issued the challenge on, on Twitter. We did get 200 Twitter followers. Very Kudos to our good friends and fans and fam and all that, but uh, Dallas has pulled way ahead now. It's transitioning nicely on the YouTube side too. While we're while we're talking about this, uh, YouTube we're up to six six sixty two. We were just at six sixty six. Now we're at six sixty seven. So thank, thank you. you to yes, thank, thank you, you to uh, whoever just uh, did that. Oof. So I have to say we had six 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 because that would. Oh bad. man, that would yeah, that would not have started the week on the right foot. Uh, VGK has to be feeling really good about themselves. Uh, very confident group now. Uh, they closed out Edmonton on the road. Now they go on the road again. Uh, they'll be playing in Dallas. Can they silence the crowd at American Airlines Center? VGK 26-7-8, the road warriors this season. That's been the difference for me uh, of this team because they weren't winning games at home early. That was huge, huge in the right? regular season. And then uh, you were pointing out uh, postseason their record on the road they've done a really good job still so it's continued yeah they've, so in the playoffs arenas twice yeah yeah exactly um in the playoffs vgk is 10 and 3 right now 6 and 2 at home 4 and 1 on the road and dallas i'm sure is a very you know remarkable you know home ice advantage as any team is going to have in the playoffs right now but i don't think it's going to be comparable to playing in Edmonton and Winnipeg. I, I put Winnipeg as a tougher barn uh, than um, than playing in Rogers Place in Edmonton. I'm not knocking Dallas. Well, I'm knocking Dallas because who was it? Um, one of their, um, I think uh, Vince Espinosa pointed out, um, someone asked one of the Stars players about uh, playing in Vegas and the home ice advantage. He said, well, you come out, and this is before Saturday's game. Well, you come out in warm-ups and no one's there. You idiot. There's freaking EDC. It's a 5.30 game. You're going to make comments about warm-ups? Like, talking about practice, bro, just shut up, whoever you are. You don't deserve to be named. What not did you not call, the media member. What did you call Vince Sapienza? Vince Espinoza? Sapienza? <laughs> I'm sorry, Vince. Vince is a good dude. I've talked to him in the press box. Oh, so super dude. Very good guy. Very good guy. Uh, but, yeah, so let's see if this momentum can continue. This series, even throughout the course of the season, it's been so, so close. These teams are matched up so well. They've played five games already, and only one game was decided in regulation, and that was that four to nothing Dallas win, but a couple of shootouts, a couple of overtimes. I mean, this has been this is such an evenly matched series. And does it come down to coaching in the end? What is the intangible difference here? Do you feel for the VGK? Um, so first of all, Mason Marshman was the stars player chirping about yeah, practice. Thanks. So there you go. And yeah, so moving forward from that. So what's the intangible? What's the number one thing that's going to in these next two games, three games, however long it takes for the series to end that we're going to say that was the thing. <sighs> Goaltending. I mean, Aiden Hill right now, guys, Aiden Hill looks the parts of a goaltender capable of lifting a Stanley Cup for his team right now. And so did Brassois, so could Logan Thompson. And even if Jonathan Quick had to go in there right now, I think Quick could be successful. He's not our best option right now, but he could be successful. And this is a credit to our 
top six defensemen. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but in the regular season when our top six were healthy, this team was borderline unstoppable, almost on a pace with the Boston Bruins at times, not necessarily a record setting pace, but much closer than it would have been if it wasn't for, you know, all the games missed by like Petrangelo, White Cloud and Theodore throughout the season. So I'll say goaltending, but that's more of a credit to the defense. Um, outside of that, coach, coach versus coach. Um, Cassidy is finding a way to get the most out of the team right now without shaking things up. Cassidy has more weapons in his arsenal right now. He has two major hero lines he could go to if he needs to shorten the bench down the stretch to get a comeback. Or if it's just a game where, okay, it's time to mix it up. You bring the misfits together. You uh, put Stone and Eichel together with, you know, Stevenson, however you want to shake that line out. Like there is a lot more ways that the Golden Knights can beat you. They just haven't needed to put that type of uh, arms race out there, if you will, right now. So, yeah, simple answer. Goaltending is the difference. Aiden Hill is out dueling Jake Ottinger right now. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't uh, Jonathan Quick have in the solo cup first thing in the morning? That was interesting. Yeah, I think it was gin and juice. (laughs) You are a big, big star in Edmonton. Those fans really do adore you. So you were in the Edmonton Journal again uh, this past week. Let's talk about it. they quoted you entirely. Wow, you think they need a new coach? Oh, I don't <laughs> think Woodcroft. I, I, listen, Woodcroft. I don't think Woodcroft's the guy either. So no, I'm but so you. David Staples, uh, writer for the Edmonton Journal, twice now has quoted our show, not just me, Tony. He's quoted Locked On. Uh, the first one was us going up and back about the series in general, and then um, and we were right. Took, yeah, well, no, we, my prediction we, we paid that series, and my prediction. I was. said. I said before the series started that I don't know if Woodcroft is the coach to get Edmonton to where they need to right now. And listen, Woodcroft has done everything that an employee going up through the ranks does, right? You know, started low assistant, AHL coach, wins the wins um the AHL, um, not the Turner Cup, the other one. What's it called? The, the Calder the, Cup. The Calder, Calder Cup. Wins the Calder, Calder Cup. Cup. Thank you, blank in there. Wins the Calder Cup. So he said, okay. Go take the big club now. Here's the keys of the car. Go get them. Well, the problem is the big club is ready to win right now. And they have remarkable talents in McDavid and Dreisaitl and a good chunk of, um, I mean, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Evander Kane aren't even players like you say are complementary talents. They're also, you know, fringe line one talents. So they are such a deep team. And basically my concern was can Woodcroft manage those superstars, number one. Can he manage these expectations? Is he ready? And I mean, I think the answer is a resounding no. Credit Woodcroft for getting the Oilers deeper than they've been in their previous four or five seasons, but it's not Woodcroft. Woodcroft is not going to be there. I know Joel Quinville wants to pop back into the league right now. Someone like Quinville would be great. Tortorella would be great. Someone who is going to hold equal accountability and also put more trust into rotating four lines instead of hoping to win via power play and, uh, you know, putting dry sight on McDavid out there for 20 minutes a game. It's going to be interesting. It is a definite must-win situation now for the Dallas Stars. Oh, and enough of the talk about the Carlson line being better than the Hintz line. Quit it. It was one nothing yesterday, right? I think for the Hintz line, yeah. 
No one's talking okay. about that. Okay, let's write another story about Carlson and just how great he is. I mean, listen, he's doing Carlson's looking the part in the playoffs. He's out. We he's elevated his game in the playoffs. We have to agree on that, Tony. Yeah, because he didn't do anything in the regular season. He just sat around. He actually had a couple okay. of checks. He's a yesterday. he's a key contributor to the success of the Golden Knights in the playoffs. Fair or foul? He's been Thank a contributor you. of sorts. Uh, coming up uh, this week, of course. Uh, I'm not allowed NHL. to give you the finger. I'll get in trouble, or I would right now. The NHL and the NHL Players Association this week. So look ahead. We'll be discussing the salary cap and how that uh, will expand. Um, 3.5, I think, is the number, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be. Yeah, they want to go beyond the million dollar uh, threshold that they've they've utilized. Right, right? the COVID, all the COVID stuff, basically. The COVID. So, yeah, so that's going to go up. And that means more opportunities to cook the friggin' books. Let's go. We do it better than the rest of the teams in the league. We do it better than your team, folks. Plain and simple. You got a problem? Look, let's debate it on Twitter. McCrimmel plan. Coming up on tomorrow's show. Oh, did, I've never seen Foley get out of his seat until Carlson scores a goal the other night, and he's just going bananas up there. Was he waving a rally towels? No, he was going. I don't know what he was doing. The don't owner's dance. Don't pull a muscle. We'll talk about adjustments for game number three tomorrow. We'll also give you our predictions, and we'll see what unfolds today as the series goes to Dallas and VGK leading in the series. The WCF, WTF, uh, two games to none. For my man Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.